You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. Death, taxes, and Tyreek Hill scores touchdowns. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. As always, it's your boys, King Josh, Josh the King, Big Rome, and the Fantasy Fish. What the fuck's going on, guys? How's it going? So, if you were facing Tyreek Hill, you probably lost this week. Probably. I have a question for you guys. Why is everybody mad at Baltimore, but no one's mad at Kansas City? Why are they be mad at Kansas City? Because that touchdown, the last touchdown, the 50-yard touchdown, was a garbage time there by a lot touchdown. And everybody's mad at Baltimore for running four yards. It's because Vic Fangio is a big pussy. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) They're sensitive over there in Denver. You know, they got thin air. Who knows? I don't know. I was going to say it's the altitude. (laughs) They're like, guys, come on. We made weed legal first. And then you run four useless yards so you can keep that streak going. And you hurt my feelings. <laughs> but you know what's funny? If I told you that Patrick Mahomes threw five touchdowns in a game, you'd be like, God damn, Kelsey must have had a monster of a game. But no, son of a bitch. But, well, so I guess uh, for tonight's slate, it's, uh, it's Monday. We got Monday Night Football going on. My beloved Chargers handling the Las Vegas Raiders. Although I took the over in this game, so it's not looking so good so far. <laughs> but uh, that's okay. That's okay. That we, we live and we learn. But anyways, got news and noise from around the league. We're going to talk about your pinks and stinks. We're going to talk about some waiver pickups for week five. And we're also going to cover a couple players that are probably okay to drop at this point in time in the football league because they're just frustrating. So right off the bat, Hunter a couple Renfro. news and noise right over. What was that? I said Hunter Renfro. Touchdown. Oh, yeah, Hunter Renfro. I've been touchdown. telling you guys. I, you know, it's it's probably because in a different world, you and Hunter Renfro are the same guy. <laughs> like the tiny little wiry white dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> you know, Hunter Renfro's legit. He should be rostered. If he's not rostered in your leagues, like, you know, it. it he is not, you know, he's not a roster in 100% of leagues. Pick that guy up. Like, fuck. Anyways, um, Bears don't believe that David Montgomery tore his ACL, but they're going to be doing further testing today. So I guess that's good news, but unfortunately, it could very well mean he might miss a couple weeks here. Uh, running back Joe Mixon was diagnosed with a low-grade ankle sprain, so we'll leave him week to week. So make sure you monitor his practice reports throughout the week. Uh, Damian Williams, backup running back to David Montgomery. Suffered a thigh bruise on Sunday, but he should be okay, and he is ready to play if David Montgomery cannot go. Uh, Matt Nagy reiterated that when healthy, Andy Dalton is the number one quarterback. Justin Fields is two. Nick Foles is three. Which when I when I read that, that made me laugh. I'm like, God damn, man! Like, fuck, like especially like preseason when he did that whole like I made Andy Dalton a promise, and that's why he signed here. I mean, just God damn, get the fuck over it. I get it. You love the red rocket. Dolphins wide receiver Will Fuller broke a finger in Sunday's loss, so he's expected to miss multiple weeks. So 
Just what else is unfortunate. Uh, tight end Logan Thomas in the vast wasteland that is the tight end position is now week to week with a hamstring injury. So keep an eye on that. Uh, Chiefs head coach Andy Reid says Josh Gordon will play or could play this week. So I guess that, you know, for, for fantasy, probably not as big of an impact, but I'm excited. You know, I've been rooting for Josh Gordon. It's just with the talent that he has, but the guy just can't seem to get his mental game right. It, I, I, I hope he has success. Maybe, like I said, maybe it doesn't affect your fantasy leagues, but it'll be nice to see him play football again. So, dude, he's only like 29 or 30. It's crazy. Yeah. Seems like he's so much older. But I think that's it for news. There wasn't anything else like real major. Hunter Renfro scored a touchdown. Breaking news. And because that field extra point by Daniel Carlson, I at least won another one of my football games this week. So I got that going for me. But, um, yeah, dude, what a tough week for fantasy. What's funny, when we were talking about pre-show, our, uh, I guess we'll, this will segue us into your pinks and stinks of the week. There were a lot more stinks than pink. There, there, was, I mean, there was a lot of decent games, no, nothing like, you know, a handful of, like, absolute bonkers, batshit games. Then guys just had fine, they had fine games, and just a lot of bad games from guys that you expect, but... I guess we'll just go right around the table. Rome, give us your first get us get us back into some good spirits. What's your first pink of the week? I don't know how good spirits this is gonna be off of the news that uh I mean really after the hyper extension. But my number one pink this week is David Montgomery. I, I think if you started him, which most people had to, where you drafted him at twenty three carries for hundred and six yards and two touchdowns, that's gonna get you a, a pink Every single week in my book. I mean, I need I need more of that. So hopefully the listeners listened to me when I said he was going to be my booty call. Because I thought he was going to be the man. Hopefully, I'm praying that this isn't a serious injury. That he can escape something here. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Fish, uh, what about you? My booty call of the week. I'm going a little... Un- pink? It's definitely in the pink, but I'm going a little unorthodox here. Buffalo defense. No point. Second shutout of the season. They had a, for, a forced fumble and recovered it. Four interceptions, three sacks. They're the first team to shut out the Texans. I know everybody kind of shits on the Texans, but they scored 21 points against the Browns. They've been they've been scoring in their first. So they got another shutout. They're number one fantasy defense in this year, and. When you get a shutout with four interceptions and three sacks, that's like, depending upon your scoring method, probably over 20 points, and that's huge from a defense. Yeah, well, in our league, our home league, you get bonus points for shutouts, so that's huge. Um, it's funny, a buddy of mine sent me a text, and he's like, is Brandon Cooks going to be okay? And I said, he didn't score, but Brandon Cooks still fine. He had seven targets or eight targets or whatever. Like, you can still play Brandon Cooks. He just It was a tough matchup, but... Moving on, my yeah, first pink league, of the week. Go ahead. I was going to say, in our home league, we do have that bonus for shutouts. I had 38 points from the gigantic. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, and I played Rome's dad in one of our dynasty leagues. He got 38 points from that goddamn defense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't overcome that. You shouldn't have told your dad to set his lineup. <laughs> I needed the win. <laughs> he took it from Sorry. me. Sorry. Anyways. My first pink of the week, as I talked about in the beginning of the show, Tyreek Hill, just 
absolute bananas game. Uh, you went 11 for 186 and three touchdowns. I mean, just every time I saw, cause, uh, you know, I, I watched the, the red zone channel on Sundays and God, every time they cut to the cheese game, Tyreek Hill had another goddamn touchdown. And then I was just like, I kept having to like refresh my phone and computer. Cause I wasn't sure if Travis Kelsey was like even involved in the game. And I was just like, God damn, <laughs> can Kelsey get something please? And just, but Hill was just crushing it, getting behind the defenders. I mean, he just does what he does best. And I mean, you are going to have your weeks like last week where Tyreek Hill, I'm sorry, two weeks ago, three for 14. So that does happen. But I mean, the hundred plus yards and a touchdown or two, that's just as likely as him having a bad game. So Tyree kills my first pink of the week. Roma. What else you got? All right, listen, I'm going to go with this pink here that if you, if you dug deep as a fantasy owner and you found this guy and he was sitting on your bench and you've been watching him kind of do good shit week after week after week, if you started Cordell Patterson, you had a fucking hell of a game. Because right now, this pink had six carries for 34 yards. Not the best. And I got to be honest, he only averages about seven carries a game. But where he's getting it done is through the air. He's got, he was five receptions on six targets for 82 yards and three fucking touchdown receptions. I mean, this guy, if you played him, I, I did in two leagues. I don't even know how or why. I guess my roster is just that bad. I don't know. But you can't go wrong with three touchdowns. That's going to win you games. That's going to get you in my pink all day. <laughs> you know what's funny is, uh, well, not funny, but what's cool about Corderell Patterson is in most fantasy formats, you can play him in either the running back or the right receiver slot. So, I mean, that is so goddamn valuable especially if you're in like a three wide receiver league, the fact that you can play him in a wide receiver slot, but he's like the running back one right now. So, I mean, it's just, it, it, it's awesome. I, I, I like yeah. that pick fish. Who's your next pink of the week? Yeah. The, another thing to touch on there is it basically adds a flex position for you. But anyways, mm-hmm. my last pink of the week here wasn't like the most yards, but James Robinson, 18 carries, 78 yards, two touchdowns. I think that, Urban Meyer's coming to realization since he listened to the podcast. And I I would think it's safe to say that James Robinson is back. I I agree. Yeah, it looked great. Especially with Carlos Hyde being a healthy scratch. Let that be a lesson to all you people out there. Listen to the show, and you will find very much success. My next pink of the week, Debo Samuel. Just an absolute man out there. Eight catches for 156 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, he. it's funny because when you hear wide receiver, he's the wide receiver three on the year right now. And realistically, his worst game, he went five for 52 with no touchdowns, but against a very good Green Bay defense. But just he's had a good game every week. He He's a must start. He's a, you know, you can't you can't acquire him now. I, I I think your your trading opportunity window is now closed on on Debo, but I'm just I'm I'm very sad that I have him in zero leagues. But just goddamn Debo Samuel, you're so good. Rome looks like you got a bonus pink for us this week. Oh, you damn right, I got a bonus pink. Listen, scary Terry McLaurin. At this point in Washington, he's like he's like the only option. 
everybody's a little ba- a little upset with old Antonio Gibson. Hasn't quite been what everybody thought he was going to be. I don't. I wouldn't say he's been bad, but he just has not been the tippity top that everybody thought he would be. The Christian McCaffrey, if you will. But losing Thomas like they did last game. I mean, this kid, he's the only guy out there worth a shit. And Heineke knows it. He was he had six receptions on 13 targets for 123 yards and two touchdowns. I don't know what else. 13 targets. If you're getting targeted 13 times a game in an NFL game, your team doesn't have much around you. You're the only option. I'm saying he, he he's going to be a pink every, every, almost every week, I would bet. One of those touchdowns was great, too, because Heineke was getting sacked, and he just hucked it down into the end zone. <laughs> yeah. And was like, fuck it, Terry's down there somewhere. <laughs> but throw it in reverse, Terry! <laughs> but, yeah, that was, that was great. Um, I got a bonus pink of the week, too. DJ Moore, you know, just absolutely monster this year. I mean, who would have thought Sam Darnold would have woken – the potential of DJ Moore, but another great game for him. Eight catches for 113 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, he's had at least 70 yards a game. He's had he's scored now in two of the four games. He's gone, you know, over 100 yards twice. I mean, just absolutely loving what I'm seeing. But then you know what? I'm gonna give you a bonus bonus pink because I have to take a victory lap of my boy Dawson Knox, as in <laughs> tight end two Dawson Knox. You know, you guys talked all that shit, all the laughing. You went five for 37 with two touchdowns on eight targets. Dawson Knox. Now he's probably going to be bad next week, uh-huh. so I don't recommend picking him up. But I, I was telling you, I had it. I had a feeling in my ball sack all the way to my P-tip, and I knew Dawson Knox was going to be something. You might be and right. Sure enough. He might be this year's Bob Tenyon, and then he'll just go back into the shadows. After this year, yeah. Well, Bob Tunyon is this year's Dawson Knox, or last year's Dawson Knox. Yeah, he's last he year's shit. Dawson Knox. They roll right. reversed, <laughs> switch watch. But the thing is, this I will say: Dawson Knox has two good matchups coming up next week against Kansas City, following week against Tennessee. Both, you know, Kansas City's defense is poop. They're bad. Actually, what's funny is they they shouldn't be as bad as they actually are, but they are. So. Knox might be a thing next week. And then Tennessee's defense, they couldn't stop the mighty Zach Wilson. So, I mean, Dawson Knox. Uh, You know what? Maybe. We'll see. Get to me in a couple (laughs) of days. Talk to me then. You know, if I didn't have so many shares of Travis Kelsey, I'd have a lot more Dawson Knox on rosters. Just saying. All right, so with the good, there also comes the bad. Unfortunately, there was a lot of bad this last weekend. So, oh, we have a correction here. His name is Terry McScorin. I love it. I love it. Until further. But anyways, so without, with the, you know, it's not always strippers and burritos. There's also bad. So that was a deep pass to eh, the PI. Goddamn. All right. Sorry. I'm a Charger fan. Okay, anyways, with the stinks of the week, Rome... Who's got you shitting all over the place? You pull that dick out and it's poopy dick. No one Listen, likes that. It's a lot of poopy dick right now. And I feel this one personally because Delvin Cook has been an absolute shell. He missed last week with this apparent ankle injury. He played this week and he played like a like a literal pile of dog shit. I don't I don't get it. If you're back, then be back. If you're not, don't 
don't make me play you if you're not going to be ready to rock and roll. But nine carries for 34 yards, two catches on six targets for 10 yards. This is my first pick. This is not just mine. It's everybody else's top two to three pick. And he's fucking you in the ass right now. That's why he's a full-on stink. And it might never change to this point, judging off of what I saw last week. But, man, I got nothing well, else. Has, has Dalvin Cook had that monster? No. He's had, like, one good game this year, right? He's he's had one touchdown. That's a, that's No. He hasn't even had a good game, in my opinion. Not for, Actually, not for what you paid for him. right now. For the draft capital you put in him, he has not had a good game this no. year. And the problem is, you can't. If you tried to trade him right now, his market is shit. I mean, someone might buy the name, but yeah, it's going to be hard to get a first round pick for him. And his stat line is weird because it's like, yeah, he had sixty one yards and a touchdown, which is decent, but not for where he got him. And then the next game, like, yeah, he had one hundred thirty one yards, didn't score. If he could put those games together, it would have been fine. But that's what you would expect from him. But he hasn't been able to do it, and it's just getting worse. It seems like. Well, especially the last two years, Dalvin Cook's been a touchdown machine. You know, that's what you expect out of him. He, was, he there was a was it last year? Yeah, I think it was last year. He said he had like a rushing touchdown every single football game that he played in. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it was just that, and that's what you expected when you take him. Some leagues, one, two, top, definitely a top three pick. You know, to to not get any type of major production out of him is really heartbreaking. Uh, yeah. Fish, who who broke your heart this week? I'll tell you who broke my heart. And is definitely worthy of a stink. Travis Kelsey. It six targets for four receptions and twenty-three yards. A lot of it is a result of the Tyreek Hill show. But it's not common for Kelsey to usually have production the same time Hill's having production. He's usually a good open field target. I mean the, this season, he's had a game with seven targets, eight targets, 11, and six. So this is his lowest targets, but four receptions, his lowest catch percentage. Yards per target, 3.83 yards. It mm. just, you know, I, I'm not, like, scared of him in the future by any means. But this was just not what you want out of a first-round pick. Yeah, well, the, the Travis Kelsey thing hurt me because I have him in, a, you know, a couple leagues out there and, but especially, like I said, if if I told if I, when I asked the you know the hypothetical question, if I told you Patrick Mahomes threw five touchdown passes, you know you'd think like, well, I mean Kelsey had to have at least one, maybe two of those things, but nope, 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 nope. One went to like the third string tight end, and just it, yeah. I mean it is what it is. Better, you know, obviously. Oh, Darren Waller. Darren Waller's so good at football. You know when John Gruden said that Darren Waller's the best player he's ever coached. Do you think that's true? Um, I mean, maybe in his, like he coached Jerry Rice, didn't he? Yeah, know. but that was a Tim Brown. Raider. He coached a Dude, lot of coached really, Warren really Sapp. great guys. Coach Warren Sapp. He also coached, uh, what's that fucking Mike Allstott. He coached a lot of fucking really good players. <laughs> Mike Allstott wasn't better than, than no, Darren he's not bad. Well, considering his, his, the best fullback that's ever played football. I don't think, dude. I, I kind of miss the monster. I don't think that Waller's the best tight end that ever played football. The monster neck roll tight end, like Mike Allstott, where he, you know, three carries for three yards but three touchdowns. Yeah. 
but he's coached fucking... a lot of good players. He must have a bad memory. Although maybe, maybe athletically it's possible, but okay. Anyways, my stink of the week, CD lamb, two catches for 13 yards, especially in, you know, in, in a game. Now Carolina's defense is legit. They're, they're a very good defense. I mean, they gave up 36 points to Dallas, but you know, Dallas offense, that's, it's hard to stop them. But the, the fact that CD lamb was only targeted five times, you know, like I said, pulled out two for 13, but in a game where, similar to what I was saying about Patrick Mahomes in a game where Dak Prescott threw four touchdown passes, you know, you, you think CD lambs is number one target, you know, CD lambs, the up and comer CD lamb, this CD, like all this preseason, all this CD lamb hype. As far as I know, he didn't get hurt unless maybe he did. I, I, I didn't follow anything, but I mean the last two weeks, I mean, granny had 66 yards last week, but you know, only three targets, you know, you, you, that target share and yardage and, and output, it's not quite where it was the last two weeks for C.D. Lamb. It's just, it, it's, I mean, obviously he's still starting. He's still a stud, but uh, like just, you know, very, very disappointing. Director Ross put in a note here, bonus stinks. YouTube picked the Tennessee Titans as your survivor pick, so strike one to you guys. Uh-huh. Strike boo. Three to the Jets. Or the Titans, I mean. The fucking... They lost to the Jets. The Jets who haven't been able to move. The Jets, they made the Jets look like a good offense. They were just running the ball, throwing it around. But that sweet touchdown pass to Corey Davis. It was I like Corey pass. Davis. That was a good pass and stuff, but the Titans looked terrible. Like, they, they should have been able to win that game easily without their receivers. I know they had people are going to be like, oh, their receivers were missing. I don't care. It's the fucking Jets. They haven't done shit all season. They have a Derek yeah. goddamn Henry. Like, give him the ball and let him run over people. I You know, I got an inside scoop on this, okay? I have a Tennessee Titan fan that I know personally. I called him up, texted him, actually, and said, hey, what's going on? First of all, are you Okay. Are you? Do you have anything sharp around you? Any nooses? <laughs> I'll I'll be there for you. I'm here for you. And he said, "Listen, I wish they didn't get rid of Adoree Jackson. I didn't watch this game, but I'm assuming they just couldn't stop the pass. I don't know. They don't couldn't know. stop anything. They looked they looked like the Houston Texans playing. Yeah, instead. Yeah. That's what an inside Tennessee fan had to say about it." Yeah, I mean, it, it was just uh, it, it was tough. It was tough sledding for Tennessee. I mean, I don't, but their defense has been good, you know, the last few years. But last night they did not look good. You know, Zach Wilson had a decent game. They made Jamison Crowder look like a superstar. You know, Corey Davis went out there and kind of did whatever he wanted. Like, like Crowder went seven for sixty-one with a touchdown. Uh, Corey Davis four for one hundred and eleven and a touchdown. I mean, it was just. Uh, the other thing, too, is, like, the Jets, so, like, they have Derrick Henry, yes, and the Jets weren't stopping the run, but they weren't stopping McNichols or whatever it is either, and they would get into the game, and they'd be tied, and they'd have, you know, a few minutes left in the quarter, and they plenty of time to, like, rush the ball and everything, you know, like, five-minute range, and they'd be like, let's pass it on first down and second down, and then go three and out. It just seemed like a bad game plan. Like, like why are you doing this when you have no receivers this week? Yeah, it was just... Uh, I don't know. Whatever. 
it, it was it was a little bit disappointing, but I you know what? Maybe kind of like how we're talking shit on the Tennessee Titans. Maybe let's pivot into our drop candidates uh, before we get into waiver picks. Let's start off Ryan Tannehill. I mean, he I was super in love with this guy coming into the league, you know, because last year he was the quarterback uh, eight. So he's a top 10 quarterback last year. You know, he was a waiver wire pickup last year. So this year I loved him because of the value. The fact that you were going to be able to get a quarterback who had top 10 upside in the ninth plus round. You know, I, I loved that. I thought that was absolutely yeah. massive. He hasn't had a good game. I mean, he had a, he had a decent game last week against the Colts. But he only threw for 197 yards. You know, he did have three touchdowns. He threw two picks. He ran a little bit, which is kind of nice. But, I mean, on the year, only five touchdowns, three interceptions, only one rushing touchdown. He's lost three fumbles. I mean, especially if, you know, honestly, like, I'd I'd pick Kirk Cousins over him, Derek Carr over him. Daniel Jones. You have a couple, You have a quarterback <laughs> on your ad list here that we can touch on when we go to ads. But I have one that's probably available everywhere. I'd take Taylor Heineke over Tannehill right now. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Taylor Heineke, he's been legit. Um, so he took over during week one. So I don't hold – I don't. I basically don't count that game because it, it doesn't matter. But weeks two, three, four – He's thrown for at least 200 yards. He's had at least two touchdown passes, and he's running the ball. I mean, right now, he okay, so it, he basically didn't play week one. He's the quarterback 11 right now. You know, Tannehill's the quarterback 18. Like, fuck him. Drop Tannehill. Let someone else deal with that bullshit. And it's one of those things where if Tannehill ends up succeeding later in the year, that's fine. But you need to win right now, especially if you're in that 0, th- 0 for 4 one and three, two. You need to start piling up wins because right next, you know, it's playoffs. Now, you know, if you are 0 and 4, 1 and 3, don't panic. There's still a lot of football to go. But, you know, <laughs> you got to make moves. I agree. Other drop candidates we were talking about uh, pre show. Any of the Houston running backs, they're all bad. Can't trust any of them. Yeah, I put their stats there, too. You know, like, look at Ingram's their lead back. 52 carries, only 171 yards. That's one, one game for Derrick one touchdown. I know they get into negative game scripts and everything, but, like, over four games and 52 carries in the first half where you should be able to run the ball still, you'd hope he could have at least 250 yards, 50 yards a half, maybe with one half that's good, but no, not, not <laughs> Not good old Mark Ingram. And everybody else is just worse. Their best back right now has actually been David Johnson. 16 carries and 67 yards. He's averaging the most yards a carry. Still gross. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel Davis was another drop candidate that we had. You know, a lot of people were saying he was a big sleeper pick. You know, he he had some absolute flares last year. He had seven touchdowns last year as a rookie. He looked good. High-powered offense. But this year, Josh Allen, he's spreading the ball around a lot. You know, Stephon Diggs hasn't even had that monster game that we've all been waiting for from last year. Not that Stephon Diggs is bad. Like, you know, don't panic and trade him or cut him or anything like that. But, you know, he's spreading the ball around. And Gabriel Davis has not had a good game at all this whole year so far. I mean, 
in week. Okay, so week one, he went two for 40 with a touchdown. Not to Gabriel Davis. Yeah, exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> yep. Seven targets the entire year. You know, so it's just. So if, if you're hanging on to him, <laughs> it's not happening. Uh, Will Fuller, he's hurt again. He's always hurt. I mean, another one of those players where just the talent is there. He's so goddamn talented. I mean, especially was it uh, last week when he just came in after uh, the suspension and injuries and stuff. He was just blowing past defenders. I mean, his breakaway speed, getting that second gear is absolutely insane. But he sucks because he can't stay healthy and can't have that. Um, Arizona Cardinals wide receivers, what do we think about them? I mean, A.J. Green seems to be the legit wide receiver, too, there now. Yeah, and I I think A.J. Green is – I just had a conversation with Director Ross about it. He's actually – I don't know if you want to segue this into waivers because he was actually one of my waiver guys that I would pick up this week. I probably he's eighty six percent available on Yahoo. In any redraft, you know he's thirty three years old, so you're not going to really want to pick him up dynasty wise. But he's gotten about seven targets a game, and he's out there about eighty five percent of the time on that offense. Now I think the the dilemma I think it's going to be Hopkins all day, right? He's he's going to be your number one. That's solid number two, just like you said. A.J. Green, I think he's in that spot. And then I think you have the battle between the two slot guys week to week on who's going to either go off or be terrible, and that's Rondell Moore and Christian Kirk. But I think A.J. Green definitely deserves to be rostered. I think he's well worth it. Yeah, I agree. And one thing to note on, I know we were kind of talking about cuts, and that's why you brought him up. I'd still hold Kirk and Rondell or try to Mm -hmm. move him for like a – maybe a more consistent bench player that you could plug in on your bye week. But they do have that standalone really high upside. So I wouldn't want to drop them at this point. You know, I was joking in our our group text, but I was also not joking at the same time. But Allen Robinson, obviously not a drop candidate because, you know, you you drafted him high and you can't really drop him, but just – what do you do with Allen Robinson? I mean, you know, three for 63 last week. I mean, on the year, he only has 149 yards with 13 catches and one touchdown the entire year. Oh, God. Um, he hasn't been – he's the wide receiver 60, as in 6-0, as in there's 59 receivers with more fantasy points in this man right now. I mean, it's just – it's tough out there for him. I mean – now, granted, you know, we've talked about this before a little bit where, you know, as it gets later into the season, it's kind of like fuck draft capital. You know, you got to play the matchups. You got to, pl- you know, start your studs and blah, blah, blah. Or, or I'm sorry, play play the matchups and, and things like that. What do you do with Allen Robinson? I don't know. I'm the I'm the Allen Robinson honk, right? And I, I, at this point, am second guessing a lot of shit right now when it comes to him. Uh, the quarterback situation scares me. Try to see if tough, somebody man. will buy the name. You know, like I know it's bad. Here's the thing, too: is or, me and Rome last week were like, Allen Robinson should have a bounce back game. Fields hyper targets one receiver, and what did we see? We saw Fields hyper target one receiver, and his name was Darnell Mooney. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it's. Yeah. I would try to move him. He's not on the best offense, and if he's not getting the targets, then it's not going to be good. We'll see what happens if Andy Dalton comes back, but you can't you can't drop him really. But I would definitely try to either bench stash him or trade him. And then, uh, yeah, any Saints player that's not Kamara, and then Michael Thomas should be on your IR slot. If your league doesn't have an IR slot, don't be stupid. Have an IR slot, but don't drop Michael Thomas. Don't drop Alvin Kamara. But like, are you can't really rock play any of the Saints players anymore, right? No, don't don't roster any of them. And I'm I, w- I wouldn't say I'm concerned about Michael Thomas, but the whole game script the Saints have right now is to like pass as little as possible. Now I don't know if that will change when Michael Thomas comes back, but we'll see. Well, the, the crazy thing here is, uh, you know, Alvin Kamara was never like, for lack of a better term, like the bell cow back, but he's had over 20 carries in three of the four games this year. So, I mean, they look like they're going to be a team. They're going more. Now, granted, the the Green Bay games like kind of like the outlier, but they look like they're going back to the old school football, just ground and pound, good defense and just kill the clock. And that's how you win low scoring games. And just put up enough points to outscore your opponent, but just play good, solid defense and establish the run. So, I mean, Michael Thomas could be scary. Maybe this might be the time to try to trade him if you can. Yeah, the nice thing about him is where you drafted him too, right? You got him as a bench player pretty much. So, if you he sucks, him, he sucks. He was like your whatever your fourth or fifth wide receiver that you drafted, so it's, it's fine. But I guess with that being said, let's talk about some of our waiver ads Rome looks like you got a couple guys up on the board for us here. Let's let's talk about your guys real quick. Yeah, I mean, I just talked about uh, AJ Green. That's definitely, <clears throat> I mean, like I said, eighty six percent. You can get him if you have a fab league. I would put maybe five dollar dues on him just to uh, it maybe a little bit more if you're desperate, but I wouldn't go much more than that. And then uh, I checked it out. I'm not sure why Cordell Patterson is still available in thirty four percent of Yahoo leagues. I mean, the guy scored about, he scored double digits every single week. At some point, I think people need to start uh, smelling the same coffee that Atlanta's smelling and get him on your roster ASAP. I'd put about $10, 10%, dues $10 on him, maybe a little bit more after this friggin' monster game because people are going to be a little higher on him now. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. 100% agree. Fish, who did you like? So I like ones that are a little, a little deeper down there. The first one I have is Brandon Bolden. Available in 98% of leagues. It's pretty clear that New England's going to use him as a passing down back. Now, it's not the best because New England's offense isn't scoring a lot, but you could probably spend $3 or less to pick him up. Maybe use him as a flex play. J.J. Taylor had a pretty awful fumble in that game. So his usage might go down. You know, good old Bill doesn't like fumbles. Mm. Stevenson was a healthy scratch. I think Bolden's still the number two guy in New England. Um, unless Stevenson can come in and redeem himself or, or Taylor. But as of right now, Brandon Bolden's the number two. Uh, the next waiver ad I'm looking into is Max Williams, tight end out of Arizona. 
he's almost like another little Dawson Knox there. He's got another touchdown this week. His targets are going up, and a lot of those targets are in the red zone. The nice thing about this one is Arizona does score a lot, and he's available in 99% of the leagues. I'd spend a dollar or two on him, you know, if you're really desperate at tight end. And the last one, probably the one I'm most excited about, Van Jefferson. And I left a note here that you're not going to like, Josh. It's uh, Robert Woods, yeah, sit your it. ass down. <laughs> and Robert Woods can't produce right now. That's the bottom line. Van Jefferson, even Deshaun Jackson can. I think Robert Woods is in line to lose his job to Van Jefferson. And I think yeah, it's well, the, coming The quick. problem is Matt Stafford doesn't even look at Robert Woods. It's like, what did you do to Matt Stafford? Like, how did you offend this man? Like, I was, I even tweeted it out about it last night because I was watching the Rams game. I was like, you throw the fucking ball to Robert Woods? Like, God damn, man. Like, yeah, what did he, he do to you? And he listened to you, too. He threw a touchdown to him. But Van Jefferson's getting more targets. I mean, this last game, he had six targets. He caught 100% of his passes for 90 yards, 15 yards a target. And his snap share sits yeah. right around there, 60%. I think if he keeps producing like this, they're going to have to play him more. Yeah, well, if they build that trust between them, you know, it very well could end up that way. Question here. Would you rather have Robert Woods or Allen Robinson the rest of the season? Robert Woods. Just because the offense is better. God damn it. Yeah, I, I, I'm still wanna go Al, I still want to go Allen Robinson. I don't know why. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with I don't me? like it at all. Would you trade <laughs> Robert Woods for Allen Robinson, Rob? Ugh, no. No. Gross. No, I wouldn't. I, what I'm really hoping for with Robert Wo- or with uh, Allen Robinson, which you guys were talking about, I agree with you, Fish. You got to move him. You got to hope he has a nice game in there at some point. Just be like, see, he's still the same guy, and then you can get rid of him. It's the only way. It's the only way. A player I want to talk about, if you're a Ryan Tannehill owner, Sam Darnold, he's available in 62% of leagues. I mean, he's getting it done. He He's actually leading the NFL in rushing touchdowns. That means more than Lamar Jackson, who's the best running back in the league. That's more so than Dalvin Cook. More than Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, Sam Darnold is just, you know, like I said, the emergence of DJ Moore. I mean, that offense is looking really good. Um, Sam Darnold, he's available out there. Definitely pick him up. Uh, Damian Williams, 100% pick up this man. Monty's hurt. You know, he's, I, I'm not going to guarantee it, but more than likely Montgomery doesn't play next week and running backs are hard to come by. So if he's available out there, pick him up uh, immediately. And he's not a bad running back. You know, he had, he had some games that were pretty good out there in Kansas city. So, I mean, you, you definitely want to pick up that guy. Uh, Darnell Mooney, he's available. Oh wait, Damian Williams. He's available in 91% of Yahoo league. So that means he is rostered by nobody. Except in our league, because our league is fucking filled with guys that are just as big of losers as us who play fantasy football religiously in our home league. But uh, that's besides the point. Uh, Darnell Mooney, you know, the emergence, you know, you guys are saying that Justin Fields was going to hyper-target a wide receiver. Mooney's available out there. He's available in 62% of Yahoo leagues. So 100% go after him. And then um, old man Zach Ertz. He's the tight end 15 right now. He's had a couple good weeks in a row. You know, last week, four for 53 of the touchdown. Last week, six for 60. I mean, uh, Jalen Hurts is looking his way. 
I mean, it, and it, and he's spreading the ball around enough, and he's not really thrown to the wide receivers, except for Devonta Smith. He it's it basically goes Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz. Those are his targets. He's happy yeah. with that. And if you need a tight end, you could do worse. Except, unless if Dawson Knox is available, <laughs> you pick up Dawson Knox. Although I'm pretty sure – I think Dawson Knox, I think I read, he's like rostered in like 80-plus percent of leagues, so he's probably not available. But, um, but yeah, Dawson Knox. But I think that'll wrap it up. I feel good. It was a good episode. I want to watch the rest of this football game. Yeah. That won't go over 51 and a half points and break my heart. But go Chargers. Go Justin Herbert. Oakland is doing Oakland things right now, though. They're, they're playing some second-half football. But, yeah, let's get to it. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. But Well, thank you so much for listening, guys. We appreciate the love and the support. Get us on social media. It's at Filthy F-Ball Show on Twitter, at Filthy Fantasy Football Show on Instagram. Send in your emails to FilthyFantasyFootballShow at gmail.com. And, again, thank you so much, guys. Go Chargers, go. King Josh the King. Big Rome. Fantasy Fish. Have a good one, y'all.